So last time we said that we were going to be right back and to pause the episode for spoilers, but after seeing Endgame, we knew that there would be so much content and so much we would have to talk about, we just decided to go ahead and split it up into two episodes. So let's do it. Let's get into our Endgame review. Would you like to start off with the story you have? Yes, Josh. This is the biggest movie of all time. Yeah. It's going to beat Avatar. Oh, definitely. Stupid blue monkeys. (laughs) As a testament to how big this movie is, I would like to share the story that happened to me. All right. So I graduated from college. Yes. They line you up in the back of the gym, and they they give you a a card with a number on it, and you're in line with some random person you don't know. Yeah. So I'm behind this group of people that know each other, so they're talking... And they're talking about, like, uh, the political climate of the world and how... Well, they were talking about Game of Thrones and how they said Jon Snow would never be on the Iron Throne because he's a straight white male. Yeah. Which, I have no opinion on that. Yeah. But then this one... And it's like a total frat dude interrupts and he's like, It's like in Avengers. Did you guys... Have you guys seen that? And they're like, No. And I was like, Well, what losers? Yeah. And uh, the guy says, yeah, in the end, Captain America gets old, and in the comics he's supposed to give his shield to Hawkman, but he gives it to his black friend. What? That never happened in the comics. What's with that? Oh. Oh, no. And then I started banging my head in the wall, and they awkwardly walked away from me. (laughs) Those moments around people like that just hurt. They physically hurt me. I was given a little hope when he got weird looks when he said Hawkman. He went, you know, his friend with the metal arm. So not only... So he thought... I I assume... Assuming he's not an idiot, which... Well... His diploma means nothing. Yeah. I assume he meant Hawkeye instead of Hawkman. (laughs) But but no, he completely got Hawkeye and Bucky confused. Oh, wow. All I have to say is what a fool... What a fool. And I hate him. That's a valid reason. Yeah, so basically this is the biggest movie of all time. Absolutely. And, well, how did you feel about it? Oh man, it did not disappoint. I, I laughed. I cried. It was the greatest day of my life. And yet, the worst day of my life. My, my favorite thing was when I texted you the next day and was like, how are you feeling? And you said... You said, I feel empty yet fulfilled. I'm walking through a fog, but nothing matters. Yeah, that's basically what it was like. And it perfectly summed up how I felt, too. It was just insane. I mean, oh man, I just... Okay, so Emily went with me to the theater to go see it. Mm -hmm. I turned the radio off on the way home. Didn't listen to music. I didn't talk to her. I just went on autopilot. And like I just got home and was just... I wasn't there. I just... The the next few days for me were just nothing. I just... I was gone for a while. I just left. Let me ask you this. Did you cry and at what point? Or points? So, yeah, points. So, I did not cry. I got a little teary-eyed. That's a big thing for Josh Bellamy. That is. That's... Josh has been shot and didn't cry. That's... Well... He got pinned with an arrow, too. I did shot myself cry. with a homemade taser. Well, once, but I'm happy to admit that I cried. It's very moving. 
I got a little teary-eyed when Tony was talking to his dad. That that was uh, that was poignant. That that was the time when literally the part where I, that I cried the most was when the portals opened and they all yeah. lined up because that was everything that I ever wanted I know. to see in a movie. And you were you were close because you were talking about the money shot like in the first Avengers movie mm-hmm. where it kind of flew around but it would have everybody. But they did have the money shot. It just wasn't you know spinning like that. But you were right in the predictions episode i'm glad because that literally when those portals started opening up i was like oh my, oh my gosh, gosh i was getting happening i was getting so giddy and it was just i was about to lose it i was about to jump out of my seat and just lose it the the only part that like made me cry from actual sadness was the cheeseburger line so i was <laughs> holding i was holding together oh my, when when the rough. actual death happened but as soon as she said cheeseburgers i like not like even before i saw happy's reaction Oh, I was I like done. I'm just like, oh no, oh no, um no. And then there was a third time it made me cry, mm-hmm. and it was later that night at home, because for some reason, because I don't remember Infinity War being like this, or any of the Marvel movies that, for that matter, like mm-hmm. most of it's on YouTube. Yeah, like they've like it just keeps popping up on YouTube, and like mm-hmm. not even like you looking for it, it just like pops up in it's your feed. There, yeah. And somebody had basically made a little supercut from Avengers 1 when they're arguing. Mm-hmm. And it's Cap saying, you know, you're no hero. You're not the guy to lay on the wire and let the other guy crawl over you. Oh, no. And then it cuts to Tony doing the snap. Oh, and no. And then him dying. And then it cuts back to to Tony talking to Steve and saying that uh, you're not special. Everything's special about you came out of a bottle. And then it cuts to him like picking up. Mjolnir. Oh. I was like, that got me. Oh, no. That got me get mad. Oh, no. That movie was just... It... It hurt. It hurt. I mean, overall, I mean, I obviously really enjoyed it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of surprised of the reception it's getting. Yeah. I kind of figured that Infinity... Like, because last time I checked, it's at 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. And Infinity War's like at 85. I kind of figured it would be flipped, because Infinity War felt more like, you know, an action movie. Yeah. Where this one was just a pure love letter to the fans. Oh, it was. I mean, all the the visitations back to just all the touching moments, and just, it it was a fan service. The fact that they got Robert Redford, that Robert Redford's last thing on his filmography is going to be Avengers Endgame. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, man. It's... Wow, I just oh, loved it, uh, and it was it was it was just a nostalgia trip, going back through this, and I knew it would be, but just they made it so much better than what I thought. It just oh. because well, with the whole time travel thing, you know, it's kind of a well worn trope at this point, mm-hmm. but like they did it in such a different, interesting way. Yeah, like I like that they went other way to say like this is not Back to the Future. Yeah. This is not Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, it, it doesn't work this way, but we can still do it. And I, I thought that was very interesting, the, the way they did that. Let's get into the nitty-gritty of the time travel. Yeah, let's do it. Did their explanations make sense to you in the movies? Uh, A little bit, yeah. I mean, in the sense that it's not, it's not quite... Back to the Future, but it's not quite DC. 
you know, it it's kind of its own different kind of time travel. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it it kind of, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, because a lot of people, I don't think there's a real consensus on it yet. Mm-hmm. Like I was reading earlier today that the Russos and um, the screenwriters don't really agree about how it works. Really? Yeah, like with the whole Captain America thing, like there's two trains of thought mm-hmm. that old Steve is there because he actually aged in the timeline, which would kind of support a Back to the Future kind of an explanation. Yeah. But then I'm pretty sure the Russos' point of view was that when we, you see Steve, he's come back to that reality at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, so he went back, stayed with Peggy, and in doing so, created an alternate timeline. And then when, whenever we assume Peggy dies in that timeline, he puts his suit back on and then comes back to our reality. Yeah. And then he just goes and sits on a bench. I mean, the Rusto brothers know best, so. I mean, and, and, and it makes so much more sense because, like you were saying earlier, if if he was back there, you couldn't stop him from doing what was right, and you know he just couldn't stay hidden all this time. Yeah, that, well, that's like the main thing is that his whole thing in Civil War was how he couldn't he couldn't just be on the sidelines when yeah. stuff went bad. And the fact that he knew that Bucky was alive and was being forced to do these things, mm-hmm. that he could save Howard Stark, that he could stop Hydra from infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D., he could stop the JFK assassination, he could stop 9-11, he could do all these things. Yeah. And for him to willingly let that happen is just extremely out of character. Yeah. I mean, there's no way he could have done it. Yeah. And so I, I like that explanation because it, it keeps everything in continuity, but you still get to see him, you know, have his little end scene there. What exactly about it did you not like? The, about the movie in general? In, in, in general. Oh, God. Anything at all? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, it was just all great. You're so optimistic, Josh. I mean, I mean, as as a movie, I mean, yeah, there were heartbreaking moments, and I I kind of wish, you know, certain things had happened over others. But I mean, as as far as a movie goes, I definitely have nothing bad to say about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I wish nobody had to die, but we weren't going to get that. Not everybody gets a happy ending. So, I guess I'll talk about the things I didn't like then. Okay. So, so are you looking at it from a movie standpoint or as? The story. A little bit of both. Okay. The movie was too short, Josh. I would have sat in that theater for five hours if they wanted <laughs> me to. <laughs> no, I mean, it was long, mm-hmm. but I feel like certain things in the movie, I would have rather, like in the scene, I was like, I would rather be somewhere else right mm-hmm. now, which I didn't get that at all in Infinity War. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I like the idea of this, mm-hmm. and it's cool. And it's funny, but it just felt so out of place in the rest of the story. Uh, I didn't like Fat Thor. It was really weird. It, like, I I don't understand why they didn't, you know, just have him magically shed off the fat. I figured they'd find some way to do it. Yeah, and they... Like, like doing the time thing, like where they pushed time through Ant-Man before and, mm-hmm. like, aged him. I figured they'd just, like, de-age him, like five years, and he'd be back in shape. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe they're setting that up for a, a Guardians 3 kind of thing where he's trying to get in shape on the ship <clears throat> and it's, like, slowly working back to Thor quality. Well, I mean, 
like I like I thought it was hilarious and I oh, liked yeah. it, but I don't know. It just like when Tony and his dad talked, like it was very emotional. When Steve saw Peggy in the office, it was very emotional. Yeah. But then when he's talking to Frigga, it's supposed to be very emotional, but I can't take him seriously because he's fat. Because he's fat Thor. Yeah, he's Thor Lebowski. Yeah, like I mean, it's not. Like, I'm not fat shaming anyone. No, no. It's just but he's wearing a fat suit and it's so noticeable. It's it's so weird. I mean, I guess the main thing they were trying to get out of this was like, you know, all the heroes are kind of down and everything like that, but Thor just kind of tanked. And so, I mean, I guess it's just kind of showing how it affects everybody differently. Like, you know, Tony moved on to be with Pepper, you know. Some of them are still trying to kind of keep their hopes up and help out where they can and and then Thor just kind of goes a completely different direction mm-hmm. and just you know goes in the gutter well so you think he's going to be part of the Guardians going forward I think so yeah because I mean I think that would be a good you, you kind of fill your ranks back up for a bit from where you don't have Gamora you get to play off the whole leadership fight between him and Quill and, you know, since I don't really think since he's not really going to be a big part of, you know, since Asgard's not in space anymore and everything like that, I guess this is kind of his new place that he's found where his he can kind of help out in his own way and kind of move on with the comical side of his character that they finally found in Ragnarok. Well, I just wonder how, how that gels with the James Gunn script. Like, I, I wonder if that was... The plan. If that was always the plan, or if this is something that's happened. I mean, in between, whenever he initially wrote the script, because I was always under the impression that Guardians Three was going to be very standalone and kind of finish their story up. Yeah. And I'm, I kind of, I kind of think they'll deal with Thor in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I think he'll be in it for a little bit, but then I think they'll. Like, have him go off early in the movie, and then not come back, and then spend the rest of the movie focusing on the core team, and then... I kind of expect some pretty major deaths in Guardians 3. Yeah. And then then you can spin off as Guardians of the Galaxy and have Thor, Valkyrie, Korg, Meek, and then Rocket and Groot. Yeah. And whoever else is left. I mean, yeah, because... I mean... I know we've talked about this before, but Guardians 3 being like a search for Spock kind of thing for Gamora. Maybe somebody sacrifices... Maybe maybe that's where Drax finds his peace, sacrificing himself to bring Gamora back. And then, you know, him and Quill and Gamora get to ride off into the sunset. And then, you know, then you do as Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, th- I think that would be really interesting. Well, I've been doing math over here on the side because I thought I, I saw you writing... As w- I started thinking as we were doing this, how old is Steve on that bench? He would have to be pretty old, but then again, I, I thought about that, and then I thought, well, the this, this super soldier serum would probably be keeping him alive, but he doesn't look that bad to be like as old as he is. For, well, I did the math, and this is where I landed. Okay. So, according to the internet, Steve was born July 4th. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Obviously. Uh, 1918. Okay. So... In 2023, where mm-hmm. Endgame takes place, he'd be 105. Okay. Then, th- did they give like a timestamp when he went back? 
At the end? No. I don't, yeah, I, don't I didn't think see they did. one. Upon two viewings, I did not see a timestamp. So when did he go into the ice? Uh, 45. 45. That's what I thought too. Yeah. So assuming that he went back as soon as he went into the ice. So, yeah, 45. 1945. That would make him 183 in 2023. Wow. Yeah, he's looking pretty good. Pretty dang good. <laughs> well, so, like, for the first half, he's, like, frozen. Mm-hmm. And then the next half, he's got the super soldier serum, well, still. But I imagine that keeps him going. Like, maybe he doesn't actually age as quickly, mm-hmm. physically. So, I imagine that's the only reason he's still alive at that point. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I just think it's it's kind of cool when he's, he's like 183. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Okay, now I'll, I'll bounce back to my... Other thing I didn't like. Okay. Well, I didn't really... It's not a dislike, because I'm sure they'll end up doing something with it in the future. Mm-hmm. They're, they never really set up a reason why they couldn't time travel more. Yeah, because, I mean, they could keep doing it after that. Yeah, so I don't understand why, after the end of the movie, why they didn't just, you know, reverse time, or go back in time, send Captain Marvel back in time. Mm-hmm. To have two Captain Marvels fighting Thanos. Yeah. And then you save Tony Stark. Yeah, I mean, you could, but then again, the way the time works, wouldn't he still be gone? I mean, because... Well, there would be a new timeline. Yeah. Well, then he would be there, what, in a new timeline, but not in the one we're in? Mm -hmm. So I guess he would be living somewhere else. It would be very messy. It really would. I think that'd be a lot to kind of work through to, to get back. I mean, I know Marvel could do it if they wanted to, but I think it was a very fitting end I agree I just wanted I wanted a reason for them not to have this you know this easy out for anything bad that happens yeah for us the thing uh, yeah I know cause I mean th- that's good that they didn't just do that because I mean it makes it to where you don't really mess with stuff that much because if you make it too easy then what's stopping them from just keeping everybody around you know mm-hmm. go back fix everything but I-, I like the way things worked out in that sense. I would like to point out that my all my dislikes are very nitpicky. A little bit. But, yeah. I mean, I've you, you have to be nitpicky to find anything to not like. I've got two more. Okay. One is John Slattery's wig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looks a little rough. <laughs> I, were you, well, I've, I think they used John Slattery because that's the one that Tony, you know, saw in Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. It's the one he imagined in Civil War. Mm-hmm. But I think realistically, they probably should have used Dominic Cooper. Probably. And I think and just it, aged I, him a bit. I think if they aged Dominic Cooper, it would have been more accurate than... Cause the de-aging. It, trying to de-age Yeah, it didn't really look that good. Yeah, I was kind of confused about too, because that was in the 70s. So, I mean, that was only like, what? Well, it was 1971, mm-hmm. so it was like only 25 years after Captain America went in the ice, and we saw Dominic Cooper there, so I mean... It probably would have been a lot easier just to age him up a bit, but yeah, I'm sure they just did that because that's the two that they see yeah. together. Yeah, and that that probably would have been easier for people, you know, who didn't really. I mean, because some people just going into it not have watching everything, mm-hmm. and they like didn't watch Captain America, and then they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna go, and and they get it. So, and plus, I mean, when he looks at the picture of Spider Man, uh, well, him and Peter. Then, like, beside it, like, when he's washing dishes, is a picture of his dad. So, I guess they're just kind of trying to keep that. I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. Well, 
Do you know what the last movie in Phase 3 is? The last movie in Phase 3? Yeah. Uh, didn't they group... Wouldn't it be Captain Marvel? Because didn't they group it into Phase 3? It's Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, man. According to Kevin Foggy. So this was... Endgame was the climax. Uh-huh. Spider-Man's the epilogue. Okay. So, Spider-Man's the last of the Infinity Saga. Oh, man. Per Kevin Foggy. So it's not... So Endgame was not the actual end. Mm. So I'm a little aggravated that there wasn't a credit scene. Yeah, Because it go Like, if... Like, I totally get why they didn't. Mm-hmm. And I, I even said on the other thing, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't have one. Yeah. Because it's the end. Mm-hmm. But now since they're saying that Spider-Man's the end, or expect it not to have an after credit scene. credit scene. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it will, because, I mean, we don't really have that clear of a roadmap yet mm-hmm. as far as what's going on next, at least that I've seen. I mean, we know certain things are coming up, like Black Panther 2 and Doctor Strange 2 and everything mm-hmm. like that, but... I mean, I don't think there's anything really together enough yet to justify having an end credit scene in Spider-Man. Can I give you a mini pitch for what I would have liked to have seen in the end credits? Yes. So, they always do two, right? Mm-hmm. One kind of comedic, and then one kind of serious. Yeah. Your serious one can be Spider-Man related. Mm-hmm. Set up Mysterio. Do what you need to do with that. Do X-Men, Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, whatever you want. Yeah. That's not the one I care about. <laughs> I want, so the last time we see young Steve, he's getting on the platform and he has to go put all the stones exactly where they got them. Mm -hmm. So I want him to pop up on Vormir and stand at that cliff and look around. Nobody's there because once the stone's gone, the stone keeper is gone. Yeah. And then he just takes the stone and, you know, just tosses it over the cliff. And when it does, it causes like this little portal rift to open up, and the keeper is sucked back there. Oh. And then, and then uh, they get to have one last little interaction. That would have been... And then it's Steve's fault that the Red Skull's trapped there forever. <laughs> that that would have made me so happy. That would have been so good. You have some kind of little exchange. See, yeah, I was kind of wondering about like what would happen when he took the stone back to Vormir. Because mm-hmm. like... Because they say it's what's going on. Like in the thing, they say it's a soul for a soul. Yeah, it's a. So if you give it back, do you get do you get a soul back? That's kind of what I was wondering. Like, would Black Widow come back? What What would be the purpose of turning the stone back in? What would be the consequences of taking it back at that point? Mm -hmm. So I mean, I don't know. That's that's very interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because I've been wondering about that as well. Well, looking towards the future. Let's kind of talk about what we think the future of the MCU is going to hold. Okay. So I guess the next thing that we actually know for sure that's happening is the Disney Plus shows. Yes. So, well, the last time we saw real Loki, he was getting his head squished. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fair well. But in this movie, we saw him probably form another branching timeline with the Tesseract. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's what the Loki show is going to be about? I think so, because, I mean, that's perfect to let him go at that point, and then you can have your show and it not really have any consequences to anything, mm-hmm. if it does form another branching timeline. And, I mean, what a great way to lead off lead off a movie into kind of a, a show based on the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. I love that, and I really hope that's what happens. Yeah, because I, I think the thing that people have kind of talked about was that it was Loki on Earth, you know, causing mischief. Mm-hmm. Throughout the thing that I wrote was that it was going to be like 
set throughout time. So it was going to be like him in the 1800s doing something, then him in the <sighs> 60s doing something. You could do so much with that. But I wonder if they're lying. Because I mean, based on the ending, because they've also confirmed, like, they've shown the logo, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. But I wonder if it's going to end up being called Falcon and the Winter Soldier now. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it would be weird to call it, after having a movie called Captain Captain America, the Winter Soldier, to have a show called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. That would be kind of weird. Maybe you can just call it Captain Bucky. I thought it was weird that they called it the Winter Soldier after he's yeah. not really the Winter Soldier anymore. Yeah, I know. I mean, I wonder if they're kind of going to do anything about that or kind of what direction they're going to take with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think it's awesome that people are sticking around for their shows on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah. I hope, one thing that I hope to see more in the future now is by doing these shows, I hope it leads to more integration between the movies and the shows. Yes. Because... I definitely would have cried a little bit harder had Daredevil and the Defenders popped out of... That portal? Out of the portal. Man, that would have been good. That would have been great. Because, I mean, we know, obviously, they take place in the same universe because we get that reference in Daredevil Season Mm 1. So, that would have been good. But due to, you know, the whole Netflix stuff, we got to wait two years before we'll see them again. Do you think that those Netflix characters are going to pop up in movies or they're just going to bring the shows back? I kind of hope they pop up in the movies, but I wouldn't mind seeing more shows because, I mean, I loved the shows and I think they did a great job and I think they could continue that, but I would like to see a little mix of both in there. Like show up in some of the movies, but still kind of have their main tracks with the show. Yeah, I would love to see Vincent D'Onofrio's Fisk and Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Or just a Spider-Man Daredevil team up. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or have they just announced that they're doing that Ghost Rider show for Hulu? Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him interact with Doctor Strange. That'd be cool. Oh, speaking of Doctor Strange, what's it gonna be like since he won't have the Eye of Agamotto anymore? I thought about that too. I mean, we don't have a Time Stone anymore. We don't have any stones anymore. Mm-hmm. So how's that gonna work? I think that's probably gonna be a big part of the next one, the next Doctor Strange. If I had to guess. Yeah, probably. I mean, wow, that's going to be very interesting. What do you think about Big Bads? Who's coming next after Thanos? I think the next Thanos level may be uh, Galactus. We've talked about this before, and I think that would be a good one. And I like your idea for a first kind of peek at him. Yeah. About Ego coming back and just finally forming again, then bam, Galactus (laughs) just gets him. (laughs) That'd be pretty great. I would love that. But I wouldn't mind... I I think it'd be interesting if you did kind of a secret invasion kind of thing and do it as more of a either Civil War or Age of Ultron level event where it's kind of a smaller thing, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a buffer between Thanos and Galactus. Well, I've got I've got two ideas here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's funny you mentioned secret invasion. I can't tell... I couldn't tell the... I didn't notice it the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. And then I haven't... From everything I've seen, it's kind of hard to tell. But there's a rumor going around that near the end of the game, when Peter and Ned reunite in the school... You see... You can see Ben Mendelsohn in the background. Yeah. Who played uh, Talos in Captain Marvel. Yeah, I saw that would be a scroll. article about that. Yeah, so that could support Secret Invasion if that is actually him. 
Yeah. Well, see, what would be really interesting is having him do that, but him coming back to maybe warn Nick Fury, because you talked about before his daughter kind of lingering and looking when he killed that guy. Mm-hmm. I think maybe his daughter will try to take over, cause secret invasion, and he might be trying to warn Nick Fury or someone else about it to mm-hmm. try to help stop him. Because, I mean, he doesn't want anything to happen to his daughter, but he can't let her kill all these people. That would be crazy if that's what Nick Fury is really after and Far From Home. Yeah. That would be a great oh, twist. Oh, man, that would be awesome. But, uh, sorry to take away from that, back to your uh, other theory. Well, in this movie, they discovered time travel. Yes, they did. So, may they, how many, well, I mean, we probably can't count, how many alternate timelines they created in this movie. Oh, gosh, probably at least one per jump. Yeah, so then, I would think that all this time travel originated from this one period would probably catch the attention of Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be, maybe not, well, like you said, how Secret Invasion could be a buffer between the two. Yeah. I think this could also be, like, it's probably not, it's not a Thanos-level threat, but it's definitely an Ultron-level threat. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I think it's good how you have your big threats, but I think it's nice to have something to kind of distract them in the meantime. Like, you don't need to immediately jump to something that big. I think you can have another large event and kind of take your time with it, build up, get your extra movies in, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I like the way they did that, and I think they could definitely do it again. It worked well for them the first time. So, What do you think whenever this next big event is in probably another 10 years? You think uh, the original team might show back up to lend a hand? Oh, man, I would just break down in the theater. If they did, like, a portal opens up, like you said, and then, like, Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man all walk through. <sighs> man. See, I don't know if... Well, because the de-aging technology is so great now, you could totally get away with doing Tony just in the suit. Yeah. Just by... Like, you see so little of Downey's face when he's in the actual suit. Yeah, I mean, you totally CGI. do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they could definitely do that. I think uh, I think the most likely... Well, because Thor... I don't think Thor's done. I think Thor will be will probably still be there anyway in the next event. Yeah, I think he may still be kind of popping up here and there. But I can definitely see them, you know, if they're fighting Kang or something, they could pull Cap out of... And, like, they'll make, make a big deal of saying, like, oh, this is Cap from, like the 50s, so they can explain why Chris Evans looks a little bit older. Yeah. Well, I guess probably more than that, probably the 70s or 80s. hmm So they can explain that time gap, and then he can come back and play around a little bit more. That would be awesome. I would love to see, you know, wait a few years and then bring him back just for, like, one big hurrah, and then, oh, that would be so good. Well, who do you think is going to be on this, on an Avengers lineup now going forward? Well, we got, obviously, Captain America... Or Captain America. Sam Wilson is Captain America. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Sam Wilson is Captain America. We got Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think Spider-Man will have a smaller part to play, but I think he'll still kind of be in there a little bit. But I wonder if he's like, is he considered an Avenger? I mean, in Infinity War, uh, Tony did not him as an official Avenger on that ship on their way to Titan. See, I think they in Far From Home they might kind of go out of their way to show that he... Like, they wanted him to join up, but mm-hmm. after Tony's death, he's just like, no, I'm Kinda going back to being my... Yeah, because, I mean, 
I think we all kind of knew that the Iron Man thing was coming based off the Far From Home trailer. Yeah. To begin with, because what else was going to get him that mopey? Yeah, I know. I mean, that's going to be... I think think you're right about that. He may take a break for a little while, but I think he might come back when we get another movie. Maybe not like the next Avenger movie, but give him a little time, I think he'll come back around. I wonder if he's going to be in Spider-Man as a hologram. I don't know. Happy's going to be in it. Happy's going to be in it. I think there's... I think they've all but confirmed that Pepper's going to be in it. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could put... I'm sh- him in his suit. Maybe, ooh, maybe you could have a nice little hint from Tony, something locked away in Spider-Man's suit, and he just speaks to him like in a really tough time or something like that. Just like clicks back and plays mm-hmm. something for him. Oh, man. Well, I think I think throughout this movie, we all, we also got a glimpse at kind of the next generation mm-hmm. of MCU heroes. Yeah. I think Ant Man's daughter is going to be Ant Girl pretty soon. Yeah, because I mean, like they talked about it in Ant Man and the Wasp, and then it's mm-hmm. like. Man, she's so young, but then they kind of solve that when she's aging her up in this one. And, yeah. Uh, up by five years, so I think that definitely helps you pull that out. And I know we talked a little bit in an earlier episode about them maybe doing an Ironheart movie. Yeah, we did. But now it's definitely got to be his daughter. Yeah, because I mean... Yeah, cause we, talked, do- we talked about Shuri doing it. Yeah, but now that he has a daughter, it's got to be her. And to, and to have him talking in the suit, which is... Oh, oh. Said it also. I'm. I know. Before I said I don't really want that, but that was mainly because I would. I didn't want it to be Shuri, just because you know she's more on the Black Panther side. She doesn't need to be Ironheart. She's got her own stuff to worry about. But mm-hmm. if if it's his daughter, I'd be okay with it, especially if he was talking in the suit. I consider myself a pretty big Marvel fan, mm-hmm. as evident by the twenty five <laughs> podcasts we've done uh-huh. over yeah. it, and. Well, just not only a fan of the movies, but definitely of the comics. So when something or someone pops up in these movies, it's very, very rare for me not to know who they are. Yeah. But I didn't know who that one guy was at the funeral. You didn't know? I didn't know. I didn't recognize him. So and then I, I didn't know for sure, but we were talking about it outside the theater after, and I said, hey, guys, what if it's this person? And Lance looked it up, and it was. Mm-hmm. I I mean, it was just a guess, but I mean, like, he was standing alone, off, you know, by himself and everything, to stick out for a reason. I'm like, it, I mean, it's, it's gotta be. I was like, that's the only thing that I could make sense for me. He got really old really quick. He really did. He, he was in Jurassic World, I want to say, I always want to say Park, because yeah, that's it. That he was in Jurassic World, like, what, four years ago? Yeah, I mean, he... He changed that much in four years? Yeah. I mean, I, and it was enough to where it was hard to tell it was him, mm-hmm. which is what I think got him. Like, at first glance, I thought it was Evan Peters. I was like, wait, wait, that's, what? That's what I thought, and I'm like, no, that can't be right. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's going to be your jump? I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. Do you think... Well, sidebar. Okay. Was there a moment when all the portals were opening that you thought you... <laughs> the, like Hugh Jackman might step out. Oh man, there was like a awesome. there was a millisecond where I was like, "Is this how they're gonna do it? Are they gonna freaking bring the X Men in for a second? I I'm mean, really glad that they didn't. Yeah, to be I don't. Honest. I don't think that would have been the best way to go about that. Everyone would have freaked, but it's totally, totally worth it. Yeah, to wait. <laughs> yeah. You you play the long game. It's like playing a game of pool. You know, it's just you want things to play out right and. 
I think they did well not doing that. Well, anyway, um, do you think he's done, Harley? Well, because the Russo say he's done, he's <laughs> never coming back. <laughs> yeah, they are very adamant that he's not coming back. I mean, I guess if they say he's not coming back, but I think I think they might be protesting a little too much there. I mean, maybe, maybe only time will tell. I don't know. I don't think they'll. It'd be different if you know they were gonna do another Iron Man esque movie, which yeah. is weird because it's like I want to see more. Like I want to see more of Pepper and Happy and the daughter mm-hmm. and Rhodey, which I mean I guess the answer to that is a War Machine movie, but yeah, or a War Machine TV show, but it just seems weird that you're not going to get to see those characters like together as like the main focus anymore. Yeah, I know. It's just <sighs> yeah, and it's it's going to be so weird in the MCU going forward that he's not there. Yeah, I mean that that line that Pepper gives him. Just not, you know, saying that he can rest now. Not just thinking back to earlier in the movie when she said, would you be able to rest? But just because he was the first. Mm-hmm. And that line really got me. Because thinking, man, he's been at, at this for 11 years. He was the original. And and it's over. And you're going to drop a line on me like that? That's not cool. That just, that hurt. Like, it's so weird to think about how it's... It's something that's always been, he's always been there, and now he's not. And now he's not, and, it, and it's so weird that he's not. Like I know. It's just, that that's what really got me because I'm like, what what am I? What's going to be my focus now? Because he he's my favorite mm-hmm. MCU character, and so what what do I have to look for now? Yeah, it it was rough. On honestly, this movie ended up making me feel horrible. Yeah, because. Not only am I feeling empty because Iron Man is gone and Captain America's off the table, there's no, like, we since we don't currently know the big plans at Marvel, we're kind of in the dark right now, so there's nothing really to look forward to. Yeah. And it was so freaking good that I know DC's never going to be able to top it. The oh, right they're going. There's no way. And then, then they're like, oh, Batman's getting delayed. I don't even care anymore. I mean, I have nothing to look forward out. to. Throw it all out. Wait five years and then reboot. Yeah. I mean, this, I've been looking, Endgame has been my focus for so long. Once it was over, I was so lost. I'm like, what do I have to look forward to now? Mm-hmm. I, it's like, I got to go to work in the morning. What What's my focus? Spider-Man Far From Home, yeah, I'm excited about it, but I mean, after what I just watched, what am I going to do with my life? Would you like to hear a lot spoiler that I read on the internet? I mean... For Spider-Man Far From Home. It made me infinitely more excited for it than I was before. I need something right now, so let's hear it. This is a spoiler warning. Yes. But apparently, the thing I read was that it was going to be revealed in a trailer that could be dropping Monday, May the 6th. Mm. Which would be after you're listening to it. It's at, it's in the future for us, but it'll so have already happened for you. For you, the r- thing that I read was that Spider-Man: Far From Home is going to deal with the branching timelines, and that Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio was from another timeline. Oh, and maybe that explains why he's a good guy, or maybe he's going to be turned bad because he can't get back to his time. Oh wow! I mean, maybe he's using. 
these other villains to pretend to be a good guy, but as a distraction so he can steal something to get back to his timeline. Mm-hmm. I mean, and maybe Spider-Man stops him and that, and you know, that kind of sets everything up for that's the prequel part and then, or like the Infinity War prequel part and then he gets back to America and then he comes for him again and bam, that's your sequel part of the movie. If if they're going to go with a prequel sequel in one movie kind of mm-hmm. thing. Because I've, I've heard that thrown around and I know I've talked about it before. Yeah, I mean, because I just, based on the trailer and everything we've seen thus far, I thought, you know, it's just going to be another Spider-Man movie. And mm-hmm. I didn't love Homecoming the way that I loved a lot of the other ones. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really that excited. But now I'm pretty excited that they're going to deal with the fallout from That's cool. I like that. I'm feeling a little bit better now. A little bit, not much. <laughs> not much. <laughs> it's 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 hard. I after watching Endgame, I fell about as far as Black Widow did. Oh my gosh, it's too soon. Sorry. That's... How did how did you feel about that death? Oh man, I'm. How good was that? I mean, it's horrible that she died, but the way they did the fight for who was going to do it. Oh wow. I mean, they really had. It was really surprising to me because I thought they were going to do something where. Because when they showed up, they said, you have to lose the thing you love the most. Yeah. And I thought it was just going to magically like float to Clint because he's already lost the thing he loved the, loves the most. Yeah. Well, his family. I, I thought it would be her because, like, what connections does she have? And so I thought they, I thought, you know, I knew, I figured that, you know, they didn't want to do it at all. But I figured she would just be like, okay, I'm going to do it. And he's like, no. And she's like, well, what about your family? But, man, that fight for it, that was good yeah and then you see him jump over and you think oh man he's not gonna get to see his family again and then she Hawkeye just won't die man he won't oh man that so that opening scene I I, I knew I, I assumed that his entire family would disappear which would cause him to become Ronan mm-hmm. but I didn't know it was gonna it was gonna open up with that and it's just yeah. like straight into it with his family and then they're just gone I think it's funny that the from the moment we knew he had a family, everyone's been waiting on them to die. <laughs> like I, I mean, remember, I remember in the lead up to Civil War, it being like the reason Hawkeye joins Cap's side is because Crossbones blows up his farm and kills his family. Oh yeah, and I was like that seems really dark for yeah for that. That ended up not being the case. Though, no, thankfully. <laughs> so I ask you one last question here. All right. This being an appropriate ending for all the previous movies mm-hmm. and making it all one complete story and the fact that it is in two weeks has become the second highest grossing movie of all time yeah, globally. What do you think is going to be DC's reaction to this? Because when Aven- Avengers 1 came out and made a billion dollars, mm-hmm. you know, they were like, we got to get to Justice League as quickly as possible. Which is what caused their downfall. Exactly. So do you think they do you think they're going to stick to this plan that they currently have about you know we're just doing these single character movies that are kind of connected but kind of not or do you think they're going to say okay we've seen how they do this let's just take it slow and build our story the way that they did I think the smart thing to do would be that is to kind of take their time and build it because we've seen that rushing kind of doesn't work for them because they were trying to play catch up and, you know, it just kind of messed things up. Mm -hmm. 
So I think if they're smart, they'll kind of play it slow and do another build-up and kind of copy the Marvel recipe because, I mean, it's worked so well. And I could understand them not wanting to copy them exactly, but, you know, kind of trying to keep up. But, I mean, we've seen already it doesn't work. They just need to take their time. They need to be a little bit behind because trying to play catch-up is just going to hurt things worse. And the track record they've had so far, they can't stand another mess-up again because they're kind of hanging on by a thread here. They've started to redeem themselves with, you know, Aquaman. Wonder Woman was good, but coming back from everything, Aquaman, they got Shazam. And I kind of think taking their time is just going to what's going to work best for them. Mm-hmm. and that they just need to learn from their mistakes and slowly work their way back up and just accept that they're going to be a few movies behind. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's going to be their best bet. I agree. Through talking about that, it reminded me of one other thing that I kind of disliked about the movie. Okay. The third act was very dark, visually. Yeah, it really was. It, <laughs> I felt like I was in a DC movie for a minute. I know, like everything's all bright. It's like, hey, it worked and everything like that, and then just... All the color just fades. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very just, jarring. Huh? I mean, I I liked it. I didn't. Oh, I didn't have a problem with it. But it, it I just, just thought it was weird. Very dark. Because I mean, like the ships blocking out the sun. They're down in this hole. And I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense that it's dark. But it was a very, very big change in color and tone. Mm-hmm. So where do you put in game in your ranking overall now? Oh man, is it your favorite? I would probably say it's my favorite. Because, I mean, it's such a beautiful wrap-up. It's a nostalgia trip. It's sad. It's funny. I think it just kind of encompasses everything and is a nice look back and end to what we've been dealing with over the past 11 years. Mm-hmm. And just timing and everything, too. Just It's just perfect. Uh, I, would put, I would put it as my number one. I... I think I've got it at number three. I think okay. I got Winter Soldier at one, the original Iron Man at two, and then Endgame. Okay. Because I think it's it's more talky than Infinity War, which yeah. that's what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And there were so many great Easter eggs, like the Ant Man helmet. Yeah. And the Stan cameo was great. Oh, it was good. But um, like there's like a some of the stuff I talked about earlier, like those are just some things I would change. Mm-hmm. But like Winter Soldier and Iron Man, like there's nothing to change. Like you can't change them. They're oh no! Perfect. I mean, and, and that's where it's hard because usually when I try to pick a favorite of something, usually it ends up I'm wanting things to build up and be better and better and better. So I usually end up picking like the newest, which mm-hmm. is where Iron Man kind of gets me because the first is still my favorite. But I mean, just as a team up and everything like that, and the just the nice little trip it took you on, I I think. That's probably one of the one of the reasons it kind of stays at number one for me. Mm-hmm. But Iron Man's definitely still up there. I, w- I would say Iron Man's probably like two or three as would far as total. You put it over Thor: The Dark World. Um, yes. <laughs> Stra- strangely enough. Strangely enough. <laughs> but oh man, so you've got your new lineup. Yeah. I, well, I mean, well, your total lineup of everything. I mean, it's pretty much the same, except that's my new top five. Mm-hmm. With uh, Winter Soldier at one, Iron Man at two, Endgame at three, Infinity War, Infinity four? War at four, and Civil War at five. Okay, I kind of figured Civil War would be after Infinity War. Yeah, I mean, 
Again, the only thing I would change about Endgame is I would have I would liked a little less humor. Mm. I wish it would have kind of stayed more tonally Just similar to Infinity War. Yeah, I could I could understand that. Yeah, I think. Did you watch Infinity War? Like, how cool? What was the gap between when you saw Endgame and when, between the last time you saw Infinity War? Uh, I would say it was probably a number of weeks or so between because, I mean, everything was still pretty fresh in my mind and I wanted to keep the viewings kind of low for Infinity War because I didn't want to like ruin it for myself and then go see Endgame. So, mm-hmm. it was weeks. Yeah, we ended up watching it the day of. So, we, oh, really? we finished Endgame then like... You know, got ready and then went to the theater. Yeah. Which I think, I suspect that when it comes out on Blu-ray, I'm definitely going to watch them back to back. And I think the change in tone is going to be a little bit more jarring when you watch them Just back to back. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could definitely see that because it does change up a bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think you're right. Well, I think this is it. This is the end of the end. Well... We spent a lot of time in Marvel Land. Man, we did. In the last little while. We've we've been in Marvel for over a month now. Yeah. Which, I mean, where else could we be? Yeah. Well, it's actually been exactly a month, I guess. From the time of recording, this has been exactly a month since the first episode of MCU Review came out with mm-hmm. Iron Man. How fitting. How fitting. So, I guess after this, we're going to DC for... For a week. Yeah. What do we got next week, Josh? We have my pitch for a DC show. On the DC Universe streaming app. On the DC Universe streaming app. Do you want to know the name or do you want to wait? Give us the name. Okay. I call it Batman The Lost Year. Oh, wow. So we'll leave you with that. And so tune in next week when we switch worlds and visit DC once again. Goodbye. See ya.